the ground shakes and things tumble. Soon after, a giant wave comes crashing down, flooding the already scattered remains. In some places, funnels come down through the sky, and rotating waves with an eye in the center come and wash through the entire town, dragging everything into the ocean, causing chaos and devastation. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Vic the Random, where we talk about natural disasters and how they happen. Like, why are earthquakes here? Why do we have hurricanes? Why do we have tornadoes? And why and what are tsunamis exactly? Hello everybody and welcome to the quote of the week. Today's weekly quote is... Just one small positive thought in the morning can change your whole day. Dalai Lama. It's spelled T-A-L-A-I-L-A-M-A. I guess the opposite is true as well though, but don't let that get you down. Also, this music is sort of like dramatic, but also cheerful depending on the situation. You know, like, bum 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 bum, it's a horrible day. But then, you suddenly go bright and cheerful and bright and cheerful, and suddenly the music turns positive. Just something interesting. But you know. Alright. Let's start with how hurricanes form. Now, the basic definition of a hurricane is clouds swirling around a center. Got it? Alright. A hurricane can only form in warm water, more specifically warm ocean water. And to be even more specific, the ocean water should be more than 80 degrees Fahrenheit. If the water isn't warm enough, the hurricane cannot form. Because this is because when the water is warm, it becomes to evaporate, which forms steam and rises into the air. If the water doesn't evaporate, you don't have the first ingredient. You don't have the steam and the water droplets and the clouds required to make the hurricane. But yes, the warm water gets warm, it evaporates, and then it goes up. And then the water, the steam condenses to make clouds. So this forms a cycle. Warm air evaporating going up and cool air from the condensation coming down. Warm air up, cold air down. And wind actually increases the evaporation process and causes storm clouds to form faster and quicker than ever. This can quickly mean that you get large clouds, really, really large clouds, really, really quickly. And did I mention how it's really large? The only problem is that a hurricane, the definition of a hurricane is clouds that swirl around the center. How do the stars or the clouds start swirling around that center? Well, the simple answer is through Earth's rotation. This has something to do with inertia. Now, inertia is the tendency for an object to stay in place or to stay moving. Let me give you an example here. So say you ride a roller coaster and you go really, really fast. You will feel pressed backwards into your seat. This is because of Newton's first law. An object at rest remains at rest. 
unless acted upon by another force. It's also inertia. Your body wants to stay still. It wants to stay still. And it will stay still until something else pushes it. In this case, the roller coaster. However, because your body wants to stay still, it doesn't want to move, you feel being pushed back by the roller coaster moving forward. So while the roller coaster moves forward, your body wants to stay back, your body stays as far back as it can, and that's the feeling of you getting pushed into the chair. Let me give another example of this. For example, say you go into a store and you see something that you really, really, really want. Say you see some candy. However, your parents tell you you cannot buy it. So you want to stay in the store and buy it. You do not want to move. You want to stay where you are. However, your parents are forcing you away from the thing you want, forcing you away from the candy. So as you leave, you don't want to leave. You stay back. You'll stay as far back as your parents allow you. You'll look back. You'll stay back. You don't want to move. But because you are, you are forced to stay back. You move back. That's in the roller coaster. This can also be said with clouds. The clouds have inertia. The clouds don't want to move. But because the earth is spinning, this earth is bringing those clouds with it. But because the clouds don't want to move, it wants to stay back. They stay back. And also because the earth is spinning, the clouds start to spin as well. And so as the clouds start spinning, it causes wind. And when there's sufficient wind, it'll start spinning faster and faster and faster. And this causes the clouds to spin, causing a hurricane. Once the spinning of the clouds and the spinning winds reach 74 miles per hour or 118 kilometers per hour, we have a hurricane. Why 74 miles per hour? I have no idea. A hurricane is also known as a typhoon or a cyclone. The name tropical cyclone is the term that is generally agreed and used. So that's the name that I'll use. Anyways, then as the tropical cyclone starts spinning, more wind comes and pushes it, which causes it to move towards land. Now let's quickly look over the parts of a tropical cyclone. The center is known as the eye, and the eye is where a hurricane generally starts. Remember at the beginning where we had the warmer up, cold air down, where the really just the start is? That's the eye. That's where the clouds form and spread around it. Now the eye is really calm because of the warm air going up and the cool air going down. You'll remember that. And this warmer up and colder down doesn't allow clouds to form in the eye. However, next to the eye, in something known as the eye wall, is where the strongest winds are. This is where most of the clouds are, intense. After the eye wall, the clouds start, you know, fading away. They start, like, stretching outwards. And because the cyclone is spinning, it makes a spiral-like pattern. This makes the signature pinwheel formation that you see on a hurricane. Now, note though that as this tropical cyclone moves over land, it loses power quickly. This is because it requires warm water to constantly be evaporating, to constantly be forming clouds and causing that spinning motion and causing it to move. It, without the warm air, the cyclone doesn't have the energy to keep forming those clouds, to keep raining down, to keep moving. So it'll quickly die off. However, that's not before it releases tons of rain, wind, and water damaging the society. Plus, hurricanes can cause tornadoes, which the reason why, and basically just how tornadoes form, is after the break.
Hello everybody and welcome to the random fact generator. Today's random fact, or actually fact, plural, is you have over 200 bones in your body, all of which are stronger than concrete or steel. Plus, over one half of these bones, these 200 bones, are found in your hands and your feet. Speaking of your hands and your feet, your hands and your feet have no muscles. They are controlled by muscles in your arms. Also, muscles can only pull and not push. The largest muscle is also known as the gluteus maximus. I'll, I'll, I'll let you search that out. So, while explaining how a tornado forms, let's start with the definition of a tornado. A tornado is a column of swirling clouds that reach from the clouds to the ground. Sound familiar? A tornado starts with a thunderstorm, and more specifically, a really strong thunderstorm with clouds known as a supercell. These clouds reach over 50,000 feet, or 15,240 kilometers. To figure out how a tornado forms, we first have to figure out how a supercell forms. How this giant, giant clouds known as supercells form. A supercell forms when something known as wind shear happens. Now, wind shear is when the wind blows at different directions at different altitudes. For example, at the height of your house, the wind might be blowing north. But at the height that airplanes fly, the wind might be blowing west. That is wind shear. Now, the wind blowing in different directions can cause a sideways rotating tunnel of wind that keeps on spinning. And it's this sideways tunnel of wind that's key to forming the tornado. Also, these winds that blow at different angles and at different directions will eventually cause clouds to meet at that point and basically form giant thunderstorm clouds. Now, remember, the sideways tunnel is a sideways tunnel. But the thing is, a tornado is a vertical column of clouds, not a sideways column, a vertical column. So how do we get that sideways tunnel of wind to become a vertical tunnel of wind? We do this through something known as an updraft. Updrafts are basically when the wind goes up from the ground. This can be when wind is forced to go upwards when it hits a mountain, or when the sun heats up the air. Warm air rises, and air going up is basically an updraft. And this updraft can actually make the tunnel of air to move vertically instead of horizontally. It's like using one of your fingers and pushing another of your fingers up. It rotates so that it's vertical. Now, once the cube of air is vertical, it causes the clouds around it to start rotating around it. And this rotation of clouds around this small tube of air causes a supercell. And sometimes, if the wind correction conditions are right, just sometimes, the tube of air at the center of the supercell can extend downwards just a tiny little bit. This is known as a mesocyclone. It looks like a tornado, but it doesn't quite hit the ground, and it's sort of like a small upside-down pyramid at this point. 
Now, while the warm air is getting pulled upwards into a supercell, a section of very moist air forms near the Earth. Remember that bit, it'll be useful later. In addition, when warm air goes up into the atmosphere, it tends to cool down as the temperature gets colder. So when the cold air gets cooler, it'll drop down. Now, once again, if the wind conditions are right, are just right, the stream of cool air can actually wrap around the mesocyclone. The cool air will be directed towards the mesocyclone and be wrapped around it. This causes a very large temperature difference between the inside of the mesocyclone, which has the warm air going up, and the outside of the mesocyclone, which has the cold air circulating in. So this causes, this difference in temperature and pressure causes the wind to swirl faster and faster and possibly even extend it downwards. Now, if and only if the mesocyclone gains enough, uh, enough energy to extend downwards enough to touch that section of moist air near the earth, remember that from earlier, it will form a tornado. Only if the mesocyclone extends downwards enough to touch that section of moist air near the earth does the updraft form. Only if that. Why? Well, the moist air section of earth near the bottom of the ground, when the, when the mesocyclone touches it, will get sucked into the mesocyclone and just give it that enough amount of energy to touch the ground. It's the moist air that gives the mesocyclone the energy. And once on the ground, the no longer mesocyclone and now tornado will continue to take the moist section of air near the ground to give it the energy to continue being a tornado. The section there is no longer, the second there's no longer warm air, the tornado will no longer have enough energy and will get be pulled right back up into the clouds. Oh yeah, and the same will happen if the mesocyclone doesn't get enough energy to touch the section of air near the ground. Remember how when the cold air starts circulating around the warm updraft, the mesocyclone will sometimes go downwards? Well, you see, if it doesn't extend downwards enough, well, it'll not have enough energy to continue going and becoming a mesocyclone and will go back up into the cloud without ever being a tornado. And that's it. And sorry I didn't get time to explain how tsunamis work or how earthquakes work. There really isn't much time. And also, if this episode was just a tiny bit complicating, uh, there are, I have some links to videos that I use as my sources and also some videos that might help clear up some clarification. So, yes. And don't worry, we'll explain how the earthquakes and tsunamis work in a later episode. See you then. Credit! This episode was created and directed by Vikram Devaru. Music was made on GarageBand by Vikram Devaru and cover art and script were all written and made by Vikram Devaru. There's a list of credits that and sources that I used in the description and also some future listening videos that might help you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Vic the Rant. And it's the weekly very end of the podcast extra special bonus section I actually don't have anything bonus to say but um just actually I do keep your heads out for an extra bonus episode of Victor Random where 
I finish up this episode. Catch you there. And thank you for listening to the very, very end. See you soon, and stay tuned. Goodbye.